SEP Fanfic Readings presents Osculum Enum by My Delphi. Chapter 1 Third Year. Her fist connected with his nose with a satisfying crunch, followed by a harsh smack as the back of his head collided with the stone behind him. Her knuckles stung, but the howl that ripped from Malfoy's throat was worth it. She watched how he staggered, stumbling back a few steps and she knew he would have gone down had it not been for his two cronies, who grabbed his arms to steady him and preserve his last remaining shred of dignity. "'Malfoy, are you okay?' Pike asked in his high, feeble voice, while Crabbe looked on nervously between Hermione and Malfoy, as if worried she might punch him as well, or use her wand to hex them after all. She narrowed her eyes at Crabbe, and that seemed to spur him into action, because he paled and shrieked, "'Let's go!' to their leader." who was too occupied trying to regain his balance and checking his nose for blood to care about being bossed around by one of his followers, who he undoubtedly considered his inferiors. Still breathing hard, Hermione watched as the three Slytherins clambered up the hill towards the wooden bridge, the binoculars around Malfoy's neck dangling with each of his unsteady steps. She could hear him shout out orders, something about not telling anyone about this, followed by the word mudblood, and she didn't bother to hide her smirk. It seemed as if there were some things he wasn't willing to tell his father after all. That felt good, she said breathlessly, more to herself than anybody else. Not good, brilliant, Ron had turned toward her, an expression of pure awe written across his freckled face, an admiration clear in his voice. While Harry was grinning unashamedly, both looked slightly disbelieving, and Hermione couldn't blame them, because she couldn't believe it herself either. She had punched Draco Malfoy after calling him a foul, loathsome, evil little cockroach, and it had felt better than when she had finally gotten that O in Snape's potion class, knowing how reluctant he had been to acknowledge her academic success. The memory of Malfoy's whimpering and panting with fear, as her wand rested underneath his chin, would be a comfort once he had recovered his pride and started to taunt them again. It would warm her heart for a long, long time. To her surprise, Malfoy didn't resume his taunting immediately. Not that Hermione would have had the time, <laughs> to notice. Between sneaking into the Shrieking Shack, discovering that Harry's godfather was not, in fact, the one who had betrayed Lily and James Potter, and watching Ron realize he had unknowingly shared his bed with Peter Pettigrew for years, Malfoy was the last thing on her mind. Then she had been busy, crossing every possible boundary and breaking all the rules McGonagall had impressed upon her at the beginning of the school year, when she had handed Hermione the time-turner with great care, saving Buckbeak and Sirius in the process while trying to outrun a werewolf. Afterwards, there had been exams to worry about, and then she realized that it would only be two more years until they had to be taking their owls, which meant that she would have to spend most of her summer planning and sufficient study schedule, not only for herself but also Ron and Harry. She had also absent-mindedly registered that she hadn't broken Malfoy's nose, which was truly a shame, and that he hadn't even gotten a mild concussion. Since she hadn't been reprimanded by McGonagall, and Lucius Malfoy hadn't demanded she be expelled and sent off to Azkaban immediately for laying hands on his precious heir, she suspected that Malfoy had managed to keep his big mouth shut for once in his life, and clearly ordered his cronies to do the same. In her opinion, the matter was sufficiently dealt with. Of course, it was just when Malfoy had slipped from her mind that he attacked like the sniveling snake he was. Hermione had been hurrying down the corridor towards the library, to make use of the fact that most students avoided it as soon as they were done with their exams. 
She wanted to read her favorite edition of Hogwarts A History one last time before she would have to finish packing her trunk to depart Hogwarts the next day, only to stop dead in her tracks when she spotted Malfoy leaning against one of the columns in the deserted hallway. He was looking straight at her, an unreadable expression on his face. Hermione could feel the hairs on the back of her neck, and she felt a cold shiver run down her spine. He was planning something, and she knew that she would be on the receiving end of whatever he had in mind. So this was it. He wanted to get his revenge before the school year was over. Hello, mudblood, Malfoy drawled, pushing away from the wall and stepping towards her. Hello, cockroach, she hissed back, crossing her arms over her chest. She wouldn't back down. Whatever he had planned, she would be quick to retaliate. Yes, he was a skilled dueler and could cast hexes and nasty jinxes in rapid succession, but she had improved greatly over the course of the year, and her shields were strong enough to protect her against an array of harmful spells. I've been trying to get you alone for a while now. Seems like I got lucky. We're your two little bodyguards, anyway, he sneered, arching one eyebrow mockingly. Although I doubt that Ginger Weasel would help much. Even you should have realized that some magic is simply inferior. The implication of her magic being just as dirty as her blood wasn't missed on her, and Hermione briefly considered punching him again. But then he would return to his parents with a black eye, and his father would start asking questions that might get her in trouble. You would know all about that, wouldn't you? She snapped back. Centuries of inbreeding have to have some effect. Muggles usually get hemophilia, but I guess for people like you, it's a higher risk of producing squibs and having volatile magic. Hermione's eyes wandered over his face, and her lips twitched into a small smirk. Instead of the Habsburg jaw, you seem to suffer from an uncanny resemblance to rodents. Do you get it from your mother's side or your father's side? It was a low blow, one far beneath her on any other day, but her patience with Malfoy had worn thin. She had wanted one peaceful afternoon, and here he was, hurling insults at her and her friends. And Hermione had more Slytherin in her than she would admit to any of her friends. She could see how Malfoy clenched his jaw tightly, fury raging in his pale eyes, and his hands bawling into fists at his side. For a brief moment, she felt a real flicker of fear race through her body, almost like a lightning strike. Because what if he would result to getting physical? But strangely enough, although she had thought very little of him, she had always been sure he wouldn't stoop so low enough to strike a woman. As quickly as Malfoy had allowed his control to crumble, he gathered himself up again, turned the angry grimace on his face into a condescending sneer. Such a sharp tongue for measly Gryffindor, he tutted, shaking his head. You know, after you'd showed just how uncivilized people like you truly are, I considered hexing you. That little spell that made your teeth grow could easily be tweaked into something more lasting. Or perhaps a few boils to make your face match your horrid personality. Hermione narrowed her eyes, ready to hex his balls off should he raise his wand. But then I noticed how you look at that weasel. Disgust dripped from every word, and Hermione felt herself blanch. There was no way he had noticed her glancing at Ron. It was nothing. Just a hint of a silly crush. Something fleeting that would disappear by the time the new school year started. A harmless fantasy she allowed herself about holding his hand, or maybe even kissing him. You'd suit each other well, considering the blood traitor he is. And you'd make a fine Weasley, wouldn't you? Popping out brats and occupying yourself with household spells while your husband drags the family name through the mud. 
if that is even possible at this point. He chuckled darkly. Shut your mouth, Malfoy, Hermione hissed, fighting against the nauseating feeling in the pit of her stomach. I don't think I will, he said lazily. You see, it gave me an idea. After all, nobody dares to strike a Malfoy. If you think you can humiliate me by telling Ron or starring rumors, forget it. I'll just tell them you're lying through your teeth to get revenge. At that, Malfoy tutted. Do you take me for a Hufflepuff? I am far more creative than that. No, Mudblood. I'll take something from you. Something only an empty-headed shit like you could value. And suddenly he was in her space, his finger closing around her jaw, and then he was kissing her. His lips were surprisingly soft, but she barely noticed. Immediately, she pushed against his chest, but he barely even seemed to notice. When she struggled to turn her head away, his grip clenched tight enough for it to hurt, and she gasped in surprise. He used it to his advantage, suddenly pushing his tongue into her mouth, and Hermione's mind briefly went blank. It was an entirely foreign feeling, having his tongue brush against her own, and nothing like she had imagined. Even having heard the other girls gossip about kisses in their room hadn't prepared her for the prickling goosebumps spreading across her skin, or the shiver that ran down the arch of her spine and made her entire body tingle. Almost instinctively, she dared to respond to the foreign touch, moving her mouth against his and flickering his tongue with hers, only to feel him smile against her lips. Realization washed over her like a bucket of lake water. Suddenly she could think coherently and promptly did the only thing she could think of. She bit him. Cursing, Malfoy immediately drew back, wiping his sleeve over his mouth and licking his pink, slightly swollen lips, as if searching for the coppery evidence of blood. Meanwhile, Hermione could only stare at him. Her lips were still tingling and felt hot and puffy, and her tongue was prickling in her mouth. There was a lingering taste of crisp apples that made her skin crawl when she realized that it must have come from him and his stupid obsession with green apples. What was that? she spat, her voice too croaky to convey the rage that was burning inside of her. How dare he touch her? Kiss her! That was your first kiss, Granger, Malfoy explained, a nasty grin on his face. A little hex or jinx is easily forgotten, especially when it's not permanent. But the memory of who stole your first kiss is something you will never forget. You will remember that it was me who kissed you first, should that weasel ever come around and make a move on you? He laughed. Don't worry. It'll be our little secret. I have no interest in anybody finding out I've touched you. But the knowledge that you will think of me, the one you loathe, when you're with that ginger disgrace, was worth it. Chuckling to himself, Malfoy turned on his heels, glancing over his shoulder one last time. Enjoy your pathetic muggle holidays, mudblood, he called easily putting up a shield to deflect the nasty jinx she sent his direction. Still laughing to himself, he disappeared behind a corner, leaving her fuming in the middle of the hallway. How dare he? How dare he do that to her? Hermione raised her trembling fingers to her mouth, touching her swollen lips. She had never cared much about the concept of who would be her first kiss, having had very little interest in relationships until recently, but she had hoped that it would be someone she liked, maybe even Ron. Instead, it had been Malfoy. Her eyes were burning, but she quickly blinked the unwanted tears away. She wouldn't prove him right. She wasn't some empty-headed chit who would care about something like a first kiss. 
and she certainly wouldn't remember the feeling of his lips against her own once she kissed someone else she truly liked. 